So here we are. We are wrecked. We're a podcast about life, death, loss, and grief. We're just a couple of dudes that happen to be dads that both lost a kid way too soon. And we're in a unique studio today. We're in my camper, my scout camper. Paul and I just took a little hike um, out in the rainy, rainy, wet, cold out, out there today. And uh, we're doing a podcast out of the scout. It's kind of cozy in here. What do you think, Paul? I agree. It is cozy. And uh, another beautiful fall day in Boise. The foothills right here behind us. Table Rock. Fresh rain. Good friend. And... Uh, Mid-afternoon coffee. I like it. Word. So, uh, yeah, double word to that. <laughs> uh, I'm laughing because you're making me laugh, and I love it. But, man, I'll tell you what. Um, the reason we're here because I called you and said, we need to do a podcast today because the, raw, the emotions have been raw today. Leading up to this morning, I, I took, took the day off work unplanned. The uh, last, I don't know, two or three days have been gloomy at best and uh, feeling pretty shitty last night, just uh, just down and I uh, woke up this morning and feeling even worse. I hate to say the word depressed because that feels like a condition, but feeling whatever depressed feels like, I think that's how I felt this morning. I purged more tears this morning than I have probably in three weeks. They were flowing. And it was just like, it's like that, I don't know, you fill a bucket and it gets so full and then it just starts flowing over. That's how it was today. Even up until my my recent walk. So, man, I've I've shed a lot of tears today. I don't know why. It just comes. I can't put my finger on it. Just been feeling, feeling gloomy. Well, make sure you stay hydrated then. That's a lot of tears. Yeah, indeed. and uh, do you have those? I days like what still? you opened with. Laughter's good. Yeah. So uh, I think if you can combine nature, some sunshine, and allow that purge, and then maybe if you're fortunate enough, uh, invite someone else in to, I guess, verbalize it or put put some realness to it. And uh, then it kind of diminishes it. I hope that you felt better after the purge because everyone says it, it helps. Yeah. But uh, we, to get to the help is like a long way to go. You know, it's like I have to feel this shitty to feel a little bit of relief. Right. So can I ask you, is it any gloomier? You say you're gloomy and maybe even depressed more than another day or more than any other day or now you're thinking about it more or what do you yeah, what do you I think i don't know i don't i mean or it could be that fall seasonal thing with uh or you don't know and that's what we keep coming back to as well and i agree i i finally know that i don't know well, that's where I am. I don't I, the hell if I know. I don't know what, why. I mean, it's. Um, I had a, my therapy appointment yesterday, and I thought, oh, that's gonna kind of get me over this little sluggish hump that I'm in, and it was helpful um, for sure. But I still went home going, ah, this, I'm just feeling like feeling 
from a physical standpoint, I'd describe it kind of just a weight, just hanging, hanging on your shoulders, like hard to mm. move and get motivated to do things. And, you know, work has just been like kind of blah, like, ah, do I just don't want to be here today. And uh, that's I why I took today Understandable. Um, but I, my therapist asked me a good question um, that I hadn't really thought about. He said, how did he put it? He's so smart. Um, but he said something like, if you had to say what your emotions are saying, what would they be saying? What would the words be? And mm. he, he used the example, like if you're feeling anxiety, the words might be, um, I'm afraid something's something bad is going to happen, right? If I'm feeling anxious or anxiety, it's like the, the words might be, I'm afraid something bad's going to happen. And I said, well, I'm not feeling anxiety. I'm feeling kind of this depression or I don't, I hate, gosh, I don't know why I hate that using that word. I shouldn't, but why I do. do you hate that word? I don't know. Cause I feel like it's like declaring a, almost a permanent state. And I don't think it's permanent for sure. Sh- well, I know it's not permanent. So that's why I say it. I just associate it with more like long-term than just like a feeling for now. If that, if that makes sense. So maybe you're depressed, but you don't suffer from depression. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, you're starting to sound like my therapist. Yeah. I, that Should one's free. Go on. Yeah. Please send a bill. Um, send, send the invoice. But uh, so I, I was like, wow, I don't know how to how I would describe it. Um, so I think I said something like, what's the point of all of this? And I don't say that as as like a scare, like I'm going to, you know. No, but do. that's perfect how we got that out of you because that describes to a T what gloomy means to me. What's the point of all yes. this? Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> if you're in that state too wow. long, you're going to be, you. I, I could be that person that just doesn't get out of bed and just stays. Right. And, and then it's fired from my job and don't show up anymore and lose. Doesn't you know, want to play anymore. Doesn't want to play anymore. And, uh, so that was kind of how I just, and that's, I don't know. I'm not, I'm feeling better today after some purging and after, um, walking today. Good. Um, so that's helpful, but yeah, that's how I described the last, I don't know, 72 hours or so of how I felt it's like what what's the point of all this like you go to work and I have I have a meaningful job and, and meaningful work but my heart hasn't been in it because I'm just be like I'm just not feeling it you know and that's hard to be in a in a position where if if you're in a position like like I am in for work you other people rely on you to feed them in a variety of ways right um, them emotionally responding to different issues and problem solving and you know all those types of things and and if you're struggling to have enough ah, enough ammunition to serve yourself it's hard to serve others in that capacity and so today was a good day to just take take a time out and uh go on a walk and talk to my friend paul good to recognize because you certainly deserve a day off and i don't i mentioned this earlier i I'm inspired by how you're still moving those feet and you're still doing the deal. And I know my, uh, my partner went through the same thing. Kind of, she went back to the school where her daughter 
used to go with her and now she didn't anymore. And there's no way I could have done that. So you're kind of doing that. You're going back to the school where you used to go with your number one son. So you got to give yourself a little slack on, well, I, of course I don't want to be here anymore. And of course I don't want to give. I want to take care of me. So the fact that you are out here in the nature and talking instead of putting in the grind, that uh, that's big. That's a manly step, and that's a strong step. That's not a sign of, oh, my gosh, I'm... No, that's uh, hats off to you for the recognizing that. So you say that. I appreciate you saying that. That's I felt the opposite by taking the day off today. It's like, ah, uh, I'm freaking caving in to my, <laughs> I don't know, like my... Uh, weakness is that bullshit. bad no. i know i know it is as i say it out loud it right, is right. but at the same time it's like to stay home not go to work it's like you want to as i said in a text message to my boss today i said i'm gonna rally I'll, I'll be there and he was so supportive and like just take take the day take the next two days whatever you need and he's he's great and my team that i work with is awesome that way so couldn't ask for a better team love you guys um but yeah, I felt like I was kind of letting them letting them down a bit, um, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I, I hear I hear what you're saying. I, I wish I felt that for myself. You know that it's like a, a I don't know a, a good thing or whatever. It is a good thing. thing. And if we were in a different a country or society or I don't know, I did. I was really angry about this. And I did a lot of research on uh, how other countries grieve. And, you oh, know, yeah. the dad gets like a year to be a a no-show. And the mom, I don't, like some countries you wear a little thingy on your arms so that people can just kind of give you the room or give you, I guess, an excuse to be... I didn't know that. Eyes down yeah. and mumbling through. I need to look that up. And so, and I was feeling just the opposite. Get back to work. Put your boots back on. You'll wish, stay busy. Get back in there. Yeah, totally. Don't, you know, don't do all these things. And I was hearing this from my principal who had lost a kid. Wow. And he's saying, you got to get back to work. And I'm like, man, I'm not you. I this is I tried to go back to work and I couldn't do it. And thank goodness, the school district stepped up and said we got a permanent sub. This was in you know right after spring break, so we got a permanent sub. Don't worry about coming back till next school year. And that was exactly what I needed. Wait, your boss wanted you to come back after spring break? Yes, get back in there. No. No way. No I know. Way. Yeah. That's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> like, it I is. can't imagine. Like, it was hard for it was, me to go back. What was it? Three months? No, it wasn't even that. It was, I went back two, a little less than two months. I even don't know that, how. See, even that was like. I don't know how you did go back. Yeah. I don't know either. I mean, there's parts of it I'm, like, glad I did. And parts of it is like, man, I don't know. I'm still. I'm back still, to, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, back to that. We don't even know what we need. 
Right. And we auto, we keep our feet moving, autopilot, and then more is revealed. And then we go, oh, that's why, that's what. Yep. That's what the bigger picture was. Well, I hope this podcast isn't too depressing for whoever is listening down the road. I was thinking about that. It's like, man, we we talk about some some heavy stuff, some real stuff, and and I hope, you know, I don't, I don't know. I I think I think it's great we can talk about the real stuff because I think that's what needs to be talked about. But at the same time, I hope there's also something in this that, um, even though through the kind of darkness of it, there's some light in what others can glean from the conversations that we're having. Um, I feel that just in, in, in having the conversation, but I hope whoever whoever's out there listening. I would agree. <laughs> that, that, uh, that they can gain something from it. Last time um, we talked, we talked about the... Uh, the young man that was killed recently, I think, and that adds to kind of where my emotions are. But um, this last weekend, that um, for that boy, fourteen-year-old um, Rylan is his name. They had a, a mountain bike uh, community kind of vigil for him at the at the mountain bike park, and uh, they they had you know some some people speak, and and then we did kind of a tribute ride for him, and and. Uh, and they brought everybody together and said a few more words and and uh, my uh, my family went and it was it was nice to be part of but the reason I'm bringing that up is because I had the opportunity to introduce myself to the to the mom and dad that uh, lost the boy you know uh, at that time you know just over a week from from his death and got to introduce myself and and he knew you know because the mountain bike community is pretty small so he knew of our family and our loss and and the Warners of course and so you could uh you could really sense an instant connection when I introduced him myself and told him who I was um and uh and when I you know said I just my heart's been you know my, my brain and my my heart goes out to you and just been really thinking about you and you know I I do know what you're going through and how hard it is right now, but just know that we're, we're here, anything you need. And I truly mean that. Um, and, uh, we had a good conversation and I, I introduced my wife to, to his wife, Heather. And, um, and, uh, we had a good conversation and, uh, we since have exchanged a couple emails and our plan is to get together at some point. And I'm going to give him those books that you and I have read. And, um, how did that feel? You know, it was my the day of my birthday. I, my birthday was on Saturday. Saturday. Happy birthday! Yeah, I'm sure the gift is still. In the yeah, I, uh, yeah, I got caught up that day. <laughs> was it? So it was a good birthday day, but I would say that that was the highlight of my birthday is having that connection with him and feeling that. You know, I just again. I don't know how to describe it. Just feeling that I can be there for them or my wife and I can be there for them. And maybe this podcast can be for, for them as well. But just thinking about our, our tragedy and how, how, how our tragedy can also be a support for someone else. Um, so I felt a really good connection and opportunity to said connect and, and uh, hopefully help, help them in some way. I'm certain it did. Good for you. Words are so powerful. And 
it's hard to reach out sometimes, but man, you were in the spot you needed to be. And, uh, thanks for sharing that. Uh, I saw the bike ride on the news and then a little, uh, thing in the paper. Saw the, you know, the Knights team riding around doing their little skid out things. I don't know what they're doing, but (laughs) it made me laugh. (laughs) And, uh, once again, the ripple effect. Right. You know, here's a little ride, a little tiny, close-knit community. I wouldn't say event, but uh, gathering, and then it ripples out. And uh, I have to stay grateful for those moments, even though they come with some pain. And I'm sure walking up there, you're, I don't know, I want to put words in your, I don't know what you would be feeling. You're walking up there. What am I going to say? Am I helping? You know, but something's tugging you. You know, I think that's the difference though is, yeah, I was kind of, I don't know, cautious or nervous a little bit in approaching him at the same time. I think one of the differences, if I hadn't lived it myself, not that every experience is the same. We all, we all know that. So I don't want to minimize you know, unique experiences, but having recently lost, you know, my son in this a similar age as Travis and Heather in their loss. Um, if I had hadn't experienced that, I would be more apprehensive and in, in like, I don't know what to say or how to say things. Or if I say the wrong thing, I, you know, I know what that it feels like, you know, when somebody else has lost someone and you haven't had maybe that similar experience. And so it's, you're, you're kind of really walking on thin ice and kind of, or at least you think you are and thinking about what to say and how to say it and saying too much or too little or whatever it is. In this case, I felt like a air of confidence that I knew that there was nothing I could say or do that's going to make their their maybe position, you know, their, their, their place worse. They are in a real, you know, a horrible, you know, nightmare that they're living right now. But I felt like anything I can say to offer support will be of value to them and helpful for them. And the fact that I can, you know, share, you know, at some point down the road an experience that they can relate to, I think adds, um, I think has to add comfort. And, and I think that's what, you know, me and, and you have together and reading books that where you, you know, be able, you're able to kind of hear and share someone else's experiences. You, you, it, it reminds you that you're not alone in this and the things that you're going through is relatable and, um, to, to, to others. And, um, I think there's just value in knowing that your experiences are not are not alone. I think that's the bigger thing. That was an excellent answer. Yeah. Well put. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to connecting with them at some point, of course, when, when they're ready and um you know, whenever that whenever that might be for them, but we'll we'll stay in contact and and uh yeah. Tough deal, though. Definitely tough deal. So, listening to some music on my walk. Um, 
I know you're a music lover like myself. What'd you listen to? So they say music is, what's the, what's the quote? Music are what feelings sound like. Is that, is that an accurate quote? Did I make that up? Music are what feelings sound like. So good or bad, I don't know if this is good or bad, but um, I was feeling gloomy, so I wasn't trying to listen to upbeat music to bring my mood down. I was listening to music that kind of matched my feelings. So, and, and again, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, so you, you, if you're listening, you can place your judgment. I don't care. But, you know, I, sometimes I'm, I listen to songs that are... I would say depressing, but like there's a there's a, a few songs that um, when I'm feeling kind of gloomy, and I'll I'll switch it up sometimes, but feeling kind of gloomy, I'll listen to songs that um, kind of match my feelings. In this particular, thinking a lot about just the I don't know the mood and 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 missing missing Braden and and that. So a couple songs that I was listening to. One is this this the the name of our podcast, Wrecked. Um, you you turned me on to this song by Imagine Dragons. So that's one of them that uh, always gets me. And sometimes, you know, it's it's I'm already I'm already emotional and 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 upset. And sometimes the songs just feed that. And for me, sometimes that's what I need. Just add to the purge, right? <laughs> right. The tears are right behind the eyeballs, anyway. So it uh, just open the yes. open the valve and let him come. Yeah, throw that in and let it fill the bucket. Yeah, I like it. So yeah, that's a doozy of a song. Yeah. It is so. Imagine dragons. I hope you're listening. Uh, we like your we like your song. I'm uh, certain they are. Yeah. Um, and then the other song that um, I'm I was listening to, who who I hope someday will be a guest on our podcast with us, Eric. If you're listening, Eric Clapton lost his son as well, and uh, yes. tears in heaven. Yes, he's written uh, right, right. And man, I was listening to that as my as I was walking down the the hill um, to meet you here, and you know I've I haven't listened to that song for a while, but it, it came up and I was listening to it today, and uh, man, that got the floodgates going. I'm telling you, it was uh, you know if you listen to the lyrics, um, would you know my name if I saw you in heaven? Would it be the same if I saw you in heaven? That's the opening lyrics to the song. And what, what I think what that got me is a lot of the things I I think about sometimes is is kind of the permanency of of Braden being gone. Right, I'm never ever going to be able to hug him, hold him, smell him, see him in the way that you know that I miss seeing him right before June 12th, and those lyrics really got me thinking about if I do get to see him in heaven, you know, if, if that's, you know, I still have my question marks on the whole afterlife thing as much as same. And if you, if nobody does, if everybody's certain about that, if whoever's certain about that, I I call BS because nobody really knows. Maybe they do. I don't know. Please Uh, call in. (laughs) Please call in if you, uh, if you know, but where am I going with this? I, I just, it, it had me thinking about where he is today, where, where, what, what is, ha- what happens after, after death and what, what, what 
does that look like? And when I pass away, will I see him again? Will I get to, you know, check on him and see him and hug him and all those kind of things that you're just, you just long for. Right. And so, yeah, I don't know where that's going, Paul, <laughs> but I, that's, that's where, well, if it went. makes you feel better, I went through the exact same thing and I, uh, I was angry at God and then I started wondering, am I going to go to heaven? Of course not. <laughs> Cause my, uh, my checkered pass, I thought, I'm not going to see Sarah again because we're going to go to different spots. And I was really struggling with that, and I called the most religious person I knew, and we went on a bike ride, and I wanted her to tell me, you know, that... I think I know who that person yes. is. Yes. And I'll leave out, there's another good story about how that bike ride went, but uh, I was a chocolate mess, and we went on this ride, and I was convinced she could tell me that either I was going to go to heaven, or I don't know what I was after, but uh, I was embarrassed by my behavior, but like I mentioned with the, the little ribbon and those other societies, she gave me a pass, you know, she knew I was struggling so it's kind of like i got a, a pass for being being embarrassingly vulnerable i guess and quite hammered so i uh, i had really had to come i had to figure out there was a difference between my spirituality and religion so and i got to I don't know, and nature was a healer for me. I Like I've mentioned before, it's easy for me to feel God's presence out in nature. So, Word, yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, following you. Right, so I had to separate. I'm a spiritual guy, but I'm not a religious guy. And, uh, you know, the religion man takes it and twists it and puts all these different expectations on it, and it kind of soils the whole power of, of the universe thing like the right. creator or whatever the natives call it i like that image and it finally enabled me to i could say fuck you and thank you to the same god and i don't know who gave me permission to do that but oh that felt so freeing to do that and now i'm a i have to be careful because it's you know, we can't go around talking about God all the time, but uh, I'm convinced God still works in my life if I'm open to uh, seeing those gifts. How long and did that it take was, you to get there? I mean, when I probably, Sarah first passed, were you... I was so pissed at her funeral. I sat, when they said that Our Father, everybody stands up and holds hands, you know, I sat down with my arms crossed and I thought, I'll show God how pissed I am. Yeah. I sat down and I put my legs out and I was like, no, I ain't doing it. Yeah. And that makes me laugh now because God, I think, I don't know, I didn't, I was not open to the bigger picture. I thought my life is done and thanks for screwing me. Game over. And yeah. then, yeah. and if you, if I had a friend like you who has sat here and said, You're, it's going to be all right, I, I, w I was not open to it. I, don't, I wouldn't have believed you. 
So again, you're no, I can relate to the F you and thank you in the same in the same breath because I can't tell you for I, I, I know I can't look at anybody and say, Oh, I understand it's part of God's plan that my sixteen year old son is dead. Yeah, that's a bad plan. <laughs> I, I can't I can't wrap my head around that or get behind anything like that right now. And um maybe, maybe Give me some time, um, but I'm I'm kind of pissed right now as as well as as you stated. I can I totally can relate to that because it doesn't make sense in terms of a grand plan. But at the same time, there's so many things I'm still thankful and grateful for in this midst of this shitty hand that we were dealt in that I have great friends like you and an amazing wife and two incredible daughters. And I I could go on and on about the, the amazing people in my life and the blessings that I do have. Right. Despite we do have a lot of things going for us and just that one thing going against us. Right. Yeah. But you want it all. I don't want, I don't want all that (laughs) and, and, and have to trade any of that for what I, what what we've lost and so it's difficult to reconcile and say well i don't know so once again i believe you and where you are i'm not there for sure right now and um maybe someday so we'll see i think we will yeah ah uh, well what do you think of the Scout as our new... Uh... I do like how it's mobile and we can hit the road and track down uh, one Tony Dungy. Tony, if you're listening, we're yes. going to ask you to come be part of one of our podcasts. And Eric. And uh, yes, Eric Clapton. So <laughs> that song was never... I mean, that song took a whole different meaning on when I guess when Tears for Heaven yes when you first find out about his son's accident and how that might have hit him and yeah I didn't know that remind me he fell out of a window fell out of a New York's window yeah apartment New York City apartment and the boy was what seven eight something like that something like that yeah and dad's a big rock star and also uh, trying to kick his demons. So this song, uh, I don't know, my therapist used Eric Clapton's misery to help me not give in to my addictions. When I first brought that song up, you I, I might have misread. You bristled a little bit. Is there some, for you, a, an emotional response from that when I mentioned that song? Exactly what I just mentioned. Yes, it reminds me of substance abuse. It does. It does. So there's episode five, six, and seven, and we'll certainly welcome his calls on that. But yeah, he was at rock bottom and thought he was going to return there after this accident that he blamed himself for. And so all this, if you know that about the song, it's like, holy crap, 
if you don't, you know, you're just listening to the radio. But if you know that and you can put yourself in that room or that aftermath, like we both now can, then that song, and I like what you, I like talking about music because this is what music does to me. It makes those things come alive. Yeah. So I didn't know that that's what I was going to portray. And you mentioned this song and you saw my face and you go, and now I'm, yes, music is so powerful. And all music is, is a bunch of words. Oh man, it is so powerful. It is. And And I'm all about, and this is something my, my daughters and and all my kids and my wife, not so much. She doesn't get into the lyrics, but we all kind of love to analyze and really read the lyrics and talk about what does that song mean and what what are they saying here and I love that stuff and so now I'm gonna go back and listen to Tear, Tears of As Tears am I right because that's been a long time yeah and uh, I remember Tom and I doing that with uh, the Pearl Jam song what does this mean what is he saying here what is you know we try to le- read between the lines and is this a funeral song and just breathe. Just breathe, yes. Yeah. And uh, isn't that good advice in general? Don't we all need to breathe? And what's this guy saying? And, uh, yeah, you try to stumble through. So I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, man, we could just talk about songs all day long, Paul. But uh, totally. I love it. So so Just Breathe, I think we mentioned this last time. Um, th- I, I've liked that song for a long time. And when I, when I heard it, I always told my family like this is my funeral song this is my funeral song make sure you play this in my funeral and then when my son died and i asked you know um a friend to play it uh, tom at, at the opening song of the funeral what i didn't know at the time that i was saying play this at my funeral is how that how important that song would be for me personally in a different situation and that is when i was at so this is the day of my son's funeral, first opening song, our family's gathered in the back of the church, um, you know, getting ready to walk down the long aisle to start the funeral, right? And I have so many just, I mean, and one, there was, I can't know, I don't know how many people were there, but it, we, we were just floored by the number of people that were there. And, and just the emotions were so raw and just, Ah, we were, I was just feeling so many things and you're standing there next to your child's casket. Right. And this song is being played by a friend of mine that, and it's a song and he he played it in his own way, but as he's playing that, it was coaching me to do exactly what the song says to just breathe because I could have easily fainted passed out or because I was in a place at that moment where my emotions were so off the charts that it was hard to breathe I felt like I was drowning you looked very haggard as well if you want the the outside match the inside and once again I yeah I've only because I was right (laughs) so we're laughing about how horrible you're feeling when all that catches down with you yeah and uh so yeah so now i'm gonna listen to that song in a different light well and then to extend the conversation of that morning on songs to kind of bring it half circle (laughs) so so we 
funeral happens and we have that opening song and uh you know i i'm just breathing and we we get to kind of the beginning of the funeral and the next song of the funeral was played by another friend uh, missy and um and uh, lisa and some other um, colleagues of mine and it's a church song but it's it's uh, lord i need you and that was one of the second song of the, of the funeral and that I cried so hard and purged just everything I was feeling during that song as I was kneeling in the pew, kind of thinking about, you know, I'm, I'm five feet from Braden and his, his casket and I'm just, I'm just flowing. My, I'm just totally just purging all these emotions. And I look back and I go, thank God I did. Cause I had to speak and, and give, you know, his, his, uh, his eulogy and I would have never made it to the podium had I not had that song to just like rip it all out of me, you know? And again, fast forward last week, we had a faculty um, in service day and we started with, with opening mass and, and uh, without me knowing one of the song, what is the song they played is Lord, I need you. And, and man, it just got me again. So it just brought me right back to that morning and, Songs do that, right? Kind of like smells. They, they yes. So now that song has a new it does association, yeah. like smells. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So music is a powerful thing. It is, and I can't imagine a world without music. I can't even begin to imagine it. Yep. Yep. So that would be an interesting dive. Would be a couple episodes on. The feelings of people's words through music, poetry. Be wide open here. Rap. <laughs> oh, rap, man. I, I haven't listened to some rap for a while, but man, when I was in high school, that was a thing. That was kind of when the rap was still up and coming. Oh, did you? Wow, I missed yeah. that part of it. Yeah. I, I can't see myself going back there, though. It's not the genre of my choice. Right. Crap without the C. Yeah. No offense if you're we'll a rapper. That, yeah, we'll player. edit that out later. <laughs> um, speaking of music, what do you? What's your, uh, your choice of delivery? Are you iTunes, Spotify, Pandora? I'm radio? Uh, almost 100% Spotify now. Yeah, same. and it's changed my game, man. It's like, yeah, I've heard of people I'd never, and I always. People come to me and say, hey, what do you listen to now? Because I have this, I'm a music guy, right? And when I get put on the spot, I'm like... Like last week when I asked yes. you for some new songs and, and I you went, didn't deliver? Exactly. <laughs> and it happens all the time. So, But I, there's a song called Season of the Stick by Noah Kahan. Never heard of either and of those it, things. And uh, it... It's got me going now. It uh, it's one of those that gets my feelers. Who's up. the artist? Noah Kahan. K a h a n. Very good. Yes. Spelling bee. Ding. And I've had uh, got a couple of his songs from before, but this one uh, is super powerful. Yeah. And let's see what else. You're a big live music guy too. I am, but we haven't been to a live show in quite a little while. My wife and I went for it this summer, 
in our summer of healing, if you will, and we had, I think we had eight outdoor concerts this summer that we did. Impressive. Might have been nine. A lot of miles on this here scout. Yeah. Our favorite was, uh, for sure, I think I told you, the Lumineers at the Gorge. Wow. It was so great. Beautiful George Washington. Yeah. It was it was a glorious setting, and uh, Lumineers were great. They performed. They brought their A game. And then several concerts right here where we're parked right now. Um, My favorite venue, Botanical by the way. Botanical Gardens. I can't remember how many we saw here, but I would say five or six just this summer. Nah, maybe not that many. Four or five this summer here, which was great. So good, good stuff. Anything else on your mind? This has been great. This has been great. Uh, glad to do it. And I'll look forward to our next encounter when I will have something more on my mind. <laughs> you're a good friend. You're a good friend as well. And uh, if you're listening out there, thanks for uh, joining us, Paul. Till next time.